This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. And now, in studio, a true mover and shaker in the real estate market, seen on the American Dream TV show, and nationally recognized award-winning real estate expert, here to deliver you the timely truths on the San Diego market, your host, David Rudd. Good evening and welcome to the David Rudd Show. It's my very first time to actually sit in and fill in for one of just the most charming, adorable guys in San Diego and here at AM 1170 KCBQ. And I am just that I'm just going to let them haters shake it, shake it, shake it off. I am enjoying myself shaking it in the chair here. And you know who I brought in with me to shake it in his chair throughout this entire hour is my good buddy, Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law, who's laughing right now. What's got you giggling over there? You have some dance moves that uh, really remind me of my dad right now. <laughs> oh, who, no. Who is the world's biggest Taylor Swift fan? Oh, really? Well, you know what? I, I, I think you might be interested to know, young man, that back at my previous station, when we had an online in stu- uh, the in-studio cam, I did some, I, I was well-respected for my chair dancing. Okay. Did you, did you do the worm? No, the, the worm's hard to do in your chair, okay? But I could get on the floor and do the worm, except I, I wouldn't be able to keep my headset with me and, and talk to the listeners out there. Thank you, David Rudd, for asking me if I wanted to fill in for you tonight. I appreciate it so much, wherever you are. I hope you're having a, a time that's in an evening that's just as fabulous as you are. I promise that I would do my best here. Um, when I got the word that you were asking me to fill in, I thought, does he know what he's in for? He's invited no. don't yeah he's invited donuts and dynamite into his hour. So you know what just for you David because I dig you so much. I think I'm going to keep a little bit of the lid on the dynamite. We're going to let that simmer a little bit. And those of you stay tuned uh if you Andrea K show listeners, the Andrea K show will be live after the David Rudd show at eight o'clock. And I'm going to bring a little bit of dynamite. I got to do what I do. Uh, for those of you David Rudd listeners who aren't that familiar with me, I've been on his show before, but follow me on Twitter at Andrea K show, friend me on Facebook. And I've got a Facebook page and I'm on Instagram. I haven't gotten on that snaps thing yet, you know, but that's what DJ carrot sticks. Yeah. He's trying to get me involved in this snaps business. Are you doing snaps, Kalyan? Are you yeah. in Snapchat? I do Snapchats from time to time. You do? What do you do when you when you do the snap? I mean, what? I don't even know what a person does when they snap. I post pictures of myself in my in my suits. In your suits? Yeah. All right. I. You know what? I saw a, a hot Instagram of you. You finally got a replacement for that suit that they sent you that wasn't the right material, correct? Correct. It's awesome. a nice suit. All right. Well, enough of the niceties. Speaking of being nice, I can only I can only keep nice so long, even when I'm filling in for like the nicest guy in San Diego, David Rudd, because this is there's a lot of non nice happening in the world today. And, you know, even though Americans are resilient, we're happy people, we're happy warriors. Uh, we have we are there are times when we are confronted and have no choice but to focus on and deal with the fact that there is evil in the world. You know, the left has this utopian vision that you can legislate away all bad acts, that somehow a government with with government intervention can somehow eliminate all evil, eliminate everything bad from the world. And um, if, if you still bought into that f- philosophy out there, if any of you out there have. Look at what happened in Orlando and look at where we're at after seven and a half years of Democratic leadership. Has that mindset worked? We have the greatest government intervention in every aspect of our lives than we've ever had before. We've got an appeasement to our enemies. And we've we've had a president that's gone on an apology tour now, going back to 2008. That has not done anything to eliminate bad acts. In fact, all we have done is embolden our enemies. Every time we kowtow to the enemy, every time we blame America for for these bad acts, we embolden the enemy. In fact, last night I talked about different responses. I talked about, of course, what all we on the Andrea K show, I talked about responses. You know, I, I said, here we've got another terrorist attack and we've got another round of the same responses we always have. Immediately, within seconds, while American blood is still bleeding out on a ground somewhere, we've got the left immediately going for gun control 
even admitting right off the bat that this man passed the background checks, that he had even been interviewed by the FBI and released. Is that the problem? Is what the problem? That this basically a sociopath could pass every check possible and he'd still get a gun. So what like what can we do? What What can a government intervention do to prevent this from happening? And the answer is probably nothing. Well, I disagree with you there because what I was going to say is another immediate knee-jerk response to these types of terrorist attacks is to try to make it be about mental illness. And I would argue to you that anybody that ever contemplates any kind of murder or attack on another human being is not right in the head. But it really diminishes and, and is meant to distract us by making this be about mental illness. This isn't a, what happened in Orlando is not about mental illness any more than what happened. I said this on last night's Andrea K show. It, it's not about mental illness any more than it's about gun control, any more than September 11th was about box cutters and plane crashes. What did September 11th in New York City on those planes have in common with Orlando, have in common with Fort Hood, and have in common with San Bernardino, have in common with a community college up in uh, up in the northwest in Oregon to where a terrorist asked people to stand up and, and declare whether or not they were Christian, and if he did, he shot him in the head. What did, what was the common element in all that? What was the common element when a woman was beheaded at a workplace in, in Oklahoma? What was the common element at a recruiting station when we had our armed forces unarmed? What was the common element? It was Islam. That's, the, that's just a fact. That's the common element. There's no, there's no way around it. And and in Oklahoma, it was in September 11th, it was box cutters and planes. In Oklahoma, it was a knife. In other, you know, in Tel Aviv last week, it was something else. And in, you know, this is what, it, in fact, last week on Wednesday, I filled in uh, for Dr. Gina on America Trends and I had Dr. Zudi Jasser on the show. And I said to him, Dr. Zudi. I said, another day, another terrorist attack. I said, is, I said, this is becoming so commonplace. We have a Democrat president touting appeasement, t- telling us every time this happens, the first thing that we're not supposed to do is, I mean, a terrorist attack happens with a gun and immediately it's an indictment of all gun ownership and it's immediate gun control. I didn't take it that we, way we have, we have, but, but, but when we have Muslims, thousands and thousands of terrorist attacks since 9-11, we're not supposed to connect the dots to Islam. And But you know what? We've had that as our foreign policy and as our domestic policy. We're going to take a break in a minute. We're going to get into some domestic policy that's been involved in investigation in terms of answering your very well-thought question of how we could have prevented. We have to look at how we could prevent it and what this administration has done that made it possible for that to happen. Um, But, uh, you know, we... I totally lost my train of thought. What was I talking about, Colleen? You're talking about gun control. Yeah, how much you love it. And... (laughs) You know, it, and that way we're going to break. Well, the liberal thing of this this mindset of that government can legislate away all bad acts that we're going to apologize for America, we're going to blame America. Well, I well, I think it's a change that this country's gone over the last sixteen years, starting with George W. Bush and the Patriot Act, and how we were told that our freedoms would be secured by us giving up our safety would be secured by us giving up some of our freedoms, some of our privacy, and that we'd now be safe because of the Patriot Act, the NSA budget skyrocketing. Oh, we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, that's not true. I'm I glad think- you brought that up because when, it, when we talk about what we could have done to prevent this, you know, instead of immediately the, the knee-jerk reaction is to to think of some other gun law that wouldn't have done anything to stop it. I mean, we know gun laws don't do anything to, let, let me finish, don't do anything to, because I see you shaking your head there. We all know that if gun control prevented anything, Chicago would be the safe, safest place on the planet. Uh, you know, we know that that if they want to kill us, all they got to, they're, you know, Timothy McVeigh did it with fertilizer. They're suicide vests. And with, you know, Bridget Gabriel was on Craig's sewing show with me earlier and she said for $160, they can get a, they can get a suicide vest and some nails at a Home Depot. So we know if they want to kill it. So it's not about gun control, but, but what we, and so what we should be doing is we should be the full force. Every resource from the American government should be spent to weed them out instead of spending, weed out the people who have the, it's not about the instrument. It's not about the weapon. It's about the intent and it's about the ideology attached to it. What do they all have in common? 
Muhammad Islam. Instead, what is well, our government you, you doing? You just mentioned Timothy McVeigh. He's not a Muslim. Yeah, but you know what? How many oh. Timothy McVeighs have we had compared to Muslims? There have been lots these- of mass shootings in this country, and lots of them have nothing to do with religion at all. I think they all have to do with some deranged individuals. You do a balance sheet for me. This is a business show. You do a balance sheet for me, and you count out how many times a Christian is strapped on a suicide belt. How many times a Christian is mowed down 50 people in a, in a gay club? How many times Christians have flown planes into buildings? And, you know, and... and I'm not saying the balance religion. Sheet. I'm just saying that these are deranged people, especially this last guy, whose name I will not mention. I won't either. But he, it seems like he was a closeted man who couldn't deal with his sexuality, who beat his first wife, who got interviewed by the FBI several times, who made horrible comments to his coworkers that they mentioned and they complained to HR about, Mm -hmm. that he was working for a security company that secures a nuclear power plant. Yeah, our government. Yeah, and And you know why? Somehow he got flagged all those times, and then he walked in to buy a semi-automatic weapon and a pistol, and he could, and he absolutely had the right to buy them, but there was no flag. No one got notified that this person that they all thought would commit a terrorist act all of a sudden bought these weapons. Right. Well, there's a, there's a lot inside of that. There's a lot going on that has to do with this PC culture that we've created where an employer is scared to fire somebody because when we have after San Bernardino, we've got a, we've got the D, the DOJ Lynch saying that, you know, immediately after San Bernardino, she's threatens to try to prosecute anybody who speaks out against Islam. So you've got an employer that's got employees coming to him and complaining uh, about a fellow employee and the complaints were about radical Islam and he ignores it. I don't think that was what happened. I think that that's what that's what the reports are. That's what that's what in fact, that's what an employee said. He said, I went to the, the, the boss and I complained about this guy. I was scared being around this guy because he was a, a, a radical and they didn't do it. And oh, my only option was thing. to quit. He, he, he actually even went with his current wife to Disney World, the happiest place on earth and cased the place. And Disney even notified the FBI about this guy. I swear it feels like there were so many chances that we had that our that's government right. could have found this guy. And we didn't. And And there's a reason why we didn't. This is not just an issue of incompetence with our intelligence agency. And we're going to talk about that after the break. But I want to finish my point before then because it answers your well thought out thing in terms of uh, what we're we're doing that's a waste of time and effort and and investigations. You know, instead of thinking about gun control, we should be putting all of our resources into doing how did they slip through the cracks? A lot of it is intentional. Instead of trillions of dollars going to an NSA facility in Nevada, that data mines people like you and me. Well, I, in, instead of instead of some intelligent intelligence practices, how about instead of the TSA patting down little old ladies at the airport, we bring some common sense to it and say, who is most likely to want to do pull some shenanigans on a plane? How about a guy trying to come here on a visa from Pakistan who's been studying at the same madrasa where the the woman from San Bernardino was taught her extremist views? We need to bring some common sense to the situation instead of common sense gun control. But we're we're behind on a break. So we're going to pick this because you've got some really good comments there. You would think this is the Andrea K. show when it's really the David Rudd show. He's probably freaking out right now. I know he is. Anyway, hang in there, David. Hey, we'll be right back. This is the David Rudd show. I'm Andrea K. AM 1170, the answer. Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 p.m. on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score, and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Aran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up, maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Aran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Iran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, AmericanDreamElite.com. 
Hi, this is AJ Gupta from the Gupta Legal Center. You've probably seen us on the American Dream TV show and the Craig Sewing Radio Show. We're honored to be featured as the exclusive real estate attorney and honored to be trusted by Craig and all of his top producing realtors. Our office was also featured as a super lawyer representing California's top 5% of attorneys. You may not know whether you need an attorney or not. My suggestion is you kind of have an idea whether there's a problem or a question. So I suggest if you don't know whether you need an attorney or not, give us a call. We're happy to pick up the phone you a call back, figure out what it is that you need to have addressed. <laughs> if we can't or don't know the issue, then we can definitely point you in the right direction. Our phone number is 619-866-3444. That's 619-866-3444. And that's guptalc.com. G-U-P-T-A-L-C.com. Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the David Rudd Show. <laughs> I guess during the break, we had a listener call in and ask DJ Carrot Sticks how many cups of coffee I'd had. Not enough. That's my answer to Too that. Too many. <laughs> um, before the break, we were talking about uh, intelligent intelligence and, and you know it, the the failures. What a misnomer. Yeah, the, exactly. An oxymoron. The um, the failures did not come necessarily in identifying this man. The failures came in terms of what to do after finding this man. This is a man whose parents were immigrants here, should have never been brought here. This is a man with a, whose parents were immigrants from Afghanistan, whose father has been doing a TV show touting the Taliban, who had connections to a, a radical mosque in Orlando that had connections to the chauffeur of the, I guess that uh, actually that mosque was run, and there's an organization tied to the mosque that's run by the chauffeur to the blind shake. We're talking about deep terrorist connections involved here. They knew exactly who this man was. The fact that he hadn't pulled the trigger yet is not an excuse for them to have closed FBI investigations into him. Why would this happen? Because we have an administration that from day one refused to acknowledge that there was any problem at all within Islam. But even the most liberal progressives will tell you Somewhere, they'll give you somewhere a number between 15 and 25% of the one or some billion Muslims around the world are radical. You do the math for me. Tell me how many people that is are radical. But instead of accepting that, instead of realizing the threat that we face and having that be a part of our intelligence community, what we have going on here is we have an, an attempt instead of Recognizing the enemy for who they are, I, and the Department of Homeland Security was specifically created to do just that. To after after September 11th, to record no, our phone calls. Well, well I, that's what I was saying before the break. That's to all they do now. I bought at Victoria's Secret. Yeah, t- trillions of dollars being spent to data mine people like me and call Yon instead of what they should have been doing, which is identifying people just like this man. And if you want to come up with legislation to control anybody's behavior, that's who you should be controlling. How about the first and foremost? Dr. Ahmed said to me on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, he said, the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. Don't you people think? Don't you think at all? He said, you think because it's, it's a bombing in a nightclub in Bali, it doesn't have anything to do with you? The definition of Islam is submission. And that is what is going on here. They want to take us over from within. And what's the first thing that you do in a battle plan when you're out on the field? You secure the perimeter. Since 9-11, why have we let in immigrants that want to take us over from within? Whether by sword or by Sharia, it's the same thing. The ultimate goal is domination. Instead, here's what we've got. Since the San Bernardino Since the San Bernardino attacks, we have, we know actually in 2009 after President Obama took office, we know that Napolitano took a remove. She was the head of the DHS at the time. She removed, did you know this, Kalyan? She removed any reference to radical Islam, the words jihad out of our anti-terrorism movement. Instead, she labeled uh, skinheads and military returning from Iraq as the greatest threat that we face, that and global warming. You know what? It wasn't an increase in in, uh, atmospheric, you know, temperatures that took out 50. worry about global warming too. Exactly. So we have the DHS 
Less than a week. Here's an article from the Daily Caller. Less than a week before Omar Mateen walked into the Orlando Gay uh, Nightclub and uh, killed or wounded 100 people, the Homeland Security Advisory Council uh, submitted its countering violent extremist report. Do you know what some of their tactics were, Kalyan? What? Uh, to not use language that might be disrespectful to Muslims, words like jihad, sharia, and takfir, which is, I guess, a Muslim calling out another Muslim uh, for being an apostate. Uh, in addition to um, making sure they don't say anything that's going to offend anybody, their other way of reaching out uh, to counter violent extremism is reaching out to gender diverse Americans. What? Okay, I don't understand that, but I gotta I gotta interject in that I think that one of the biggest issues this country faces is that if we radic if we help radicalize Islamic kids that are here, if we ostracize them, how are we helping radicalizing? No, them? no. If we we could help radicalize them, if we try to make them look like the enemy, even if they have no anti-American tendencies to begin with. But, you know, if they grow up and if there are people throwing stuff at them, if there are people on the radio or on television Who's saying them? that they're all terrorists. Who's them? The children, the the Islamic American children that are growing up in our this, country. This kid who came here. Uh, he was born here what, in New York. Yeah. And what he did celebrating. You want to talk about uh, respect? Where was his respect to his fellow schoolmates when he celebrated 9-11 and recreated it all day long and laughing and mocking? The respect should go both ways. I, what I we have right agree. now. In fact, this President guy, Obama goes on to say, uh, we must speak with honor and respect about all communities within, within the United States. I guess that's except Christians and conservatives. When you're talking, when you're going out in the community, why should we not use words like jihad when that's the words that they use? When when they use Sharia because that's what they want, why are we kowtowing to them? I think that there's a political correctness here that they're trying to to work out. But to be honest, I think that this country is beautiful because we have so many different types of people here, different religions, different cultures, different languages. And we all come here and become Americans. And it seems like this shooter, he didn't understand that. He didn't respect and that. And why didn't he respect it? Let's because look at look his, at his parents. Yeah. Look, exactly. look at his father right from the get-go. Who's well, a, you know, who wears, a, apparently wears military uniforms and says that he's part of a, a Afghani revolution, you know, uh, and, you know, has already, you know, kind of, he's, but, you know, it looks like he's, he, his head's in the sand too. He doesn't admit that his son was gay. Uh and says he doesn't understand his son. Well, you indoctrinated him in exactly. your beliefs. How do you not understand where he comes from? We have the right. In fact, we have the responsibility to our citizens. Our We are not a nation of open borders. That was never what our founders envisioned. So well, this, our founding fathers never realized that people would want to come here. Well, with that, what the point is, they of course they figured that people want to come here. Why wouldn't people want to come here? You know, uh, the Mayflower came here, so well, I, I, they, I don't know about that. I don't think that. they ever understood that we would ever have a problem with immigration. I don't think our founding fathers ever thought we'd have too many people here. Well, they understood. Well, they understood, and they wanted something called assimilation. They said the founders un- did understand about immigration, and that's why they said you should come here, immigrate, and assimilate. Donald Trump was right when he said that they there is fundamental incompatibility. This is not just an issue about terror. This is an issue of quality of life. When you look at the London mayor, and I talked about him on my show last night, he's supposed to be this great moderate. In fact, he was he was touted, this Muslim was touted as a being a friend of the LBGT community. Oh, isn't this so cute? It's so fabulous. They're so progressive over there. Don't we love this, all this diversity? What's one of the first things that he did? He's banning sexy women in ads. Beach, he's, there's a billboard over there, Beach Body Ready, and it's a woman in full cover. Cover. There is no assimil- There is no assimilation. There is no compatibility between Islam and between freedom and American values. It is a political system first, with a minor that, and they hide behind a very small religious component. And we need to under stop. Talk about burying heads in the sand. The dad ain't the one who's got his head buried in the sand. Call yon. It's the left who doesn't understand that the definition of Islam is submission. I don't think either side knows what to do with, 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 with religion, and I don't think they know what to do. I mean, look at—oh, you're talking about the uh, is, uh, the London mayor. I mean, that's a pretty conservative opinion that he has. He probably shares with a lot of conservative Christians and Jews and Hindus there who, is don't no- want to see the, who don't want to see sexy ads on, on billboards. But the difference between Christians— 
is a Christian is just going to turn the channel. Okay, a Christian is really? not. Yeah, that's why we have the we, we have one of the greatest media uh, organizations. Was it the parent uh, the parent television council? That's a Christian group that goes on and throws a fit about anything that's on TV. No, they don't. You know. They do not. They flipped out about Janet Jackson. Remember Janet Jackson? Because her breast became exposed. There has been no Christian. There has been no Christian. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was planned for him to pull her bra down like that. But to try to equate that a Christian's going to get upset about something like that or nudity in the middle of the family hour is a little bit different than going along with a, a Muslim mayor that's that's controlling now business and controlling uh, media like that. And to, to try to come up with that kind of moral equivalency doesn't make sense to me. That's the same thing as saying that a Christian who doesn't want to bake you a cake for your wedding is the same thing as Muslims who around the world can't decide whether whether homosexuals should be put to death by being thrown off of buildings or having a building put them under. Stoned. Uh, no, there, there's actually... Stoned. Con- Stoned. Well, that, no, there's there's actually countries that think that you you should be put to death by having a building put on top of you. That sounds like a waste of a building. Yeah, exactly. So there is no moral equivalency between Christians. In fact, it makes me crazy to to see people like Sally Cohn in the media, you know, trying to, you know, uh, trying to equate Christianity as though Christians are just as bad. In fact, they're not. I I don't think that the, the radical extremists of Islam could be compared to any other religion today. I think that they have a lot of money. That is being filtered in and it's supporting these causes. And we need to figure out where that money's coming from and we need to cut that off. Well, what we know in terms of money is that during the Holy Land Foundation trials, uh, there were organizations like CARE and uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. We it, It's well known that we have organizations here in America like the Muslim Brotherhood that was put intentionally on the front row of Obama when he gave his I'm a, I'm a kid of the world speech in Cairo that are front groups for terrorist organizations. They send money to terrorist organizations. They have American blood on their hands. And we know that here. Uh, Philip Haney, who reported that the mosque in Orlando, Philip Haney is the guy who reported uh, back after San Bernardino that he had been doing years of investigation for the DHS and connected all the dots between all the various mosques and the radicals that were involved in the San Bernardino uh, terrorist attack that were involved in September 11th and on and on and on. He said he reported today, on, I heard him on Hannity and he said that during the I don't remember if it was the shoe bomber trial or the underwear bomber trial he said that um, as he's hearing Congress talk about how we've got to do better investigations and we've got to start connecting the dots he was sitting there deleting dots he had been ordered by the State Department and the Obama administration to delete information that could have stopped terrorist attacks that is a fact well, that's that. I mean, I can't, I can't respond on that because I don't have that information in front of me. But I wouldn't be surprised that political correctness is something that is making America less safe. Absolutely. In fact, Nani Darwish said to me years ago uh, that we are literally handing our com- country over on a platter of political correctness. I think we started handing it off when uh, when President Bush sent uh, got all those. Uh, members of the Saudi Arabia royal family onto planes right after 9-11. Oh, that about them. made me want to... And, 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 and got, got them home oh, because yeah. that's, you know... Yeah. I, I, for what reason, I, to this day, I still cannot figure that out, that that should have been your top priority when, uh, when there are 3,000 dead Americans and a massive attack on our largest city, well, our beacon we- of democracy... Right. Well, you know, I there was a lot of things that I thought he did well in the early days after September 11th. And like all Americans, I think at that time we were still under so much shock. It was kind of like a Pearl Harbor that I think Americans were like even liberals like Rosie O'Donnell were like, you know, he's my president. You know, we all really rallied together. Well, it's a honeymoon phase, you know, after something really bad happens and someone's standing up and he's not doing a terrible job. You you know, he's doing a good job. You know, you really rally behind him. I mean, and it was considered unpatriotic to not to, to even criticize Bush in those first few months. And well, and then what ended up happening over time, if you're somebody who is intellectually honest and like I, I consider myself an equal opportunity criticizer, I analyze and criticize everything, cr- critique everything. I looked at W and I saw so many mistakes he made and one that one critical mistake that he made, he himself 
He himself started bringing refugees here and, and putting them around the country. He never recognized fully himself the threat that we faced. And he and, and in fact, what the DHS, the one that's involved in this crap right now and the TSA, the expansion of government that's not only that's not only not made us any safer, has actually made us less safe because he was the guy who gave us the Patriot Act. Uh, the, he was the one who, who started the trillion dollar facility of data mining every American out there and collecting all of our records. I wish I'd gotten in on that industry. Yeah, he was the one who gave us the TSA instead of privatizing it. You know, somebody said to me yesterday when I was debating gun control, I, I said, you know, it wasn't about 9-11, wasn't about box cutters. Oh, well, look how much safer we are now that we don't have, you know, box cutters have been banned. I, I, I couldn't even admit on live air all the stuff I've gotten past the TSA from, you know, uh, pepper spray to sharp uh, to... Um, what are those? Lotion? No. You're, you're making a weird <laughs> hand gesture here, okay? Those Swiss Army knives. I've got- That's your symbol for Swiss Army Swiss, knife? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten so much stuff oh, past the TSA. Lord. You know, it's the TSA is absolutely worthless. The political correctness that has gone on with both parties is literally killing us. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about- Taylor, two responses. Yesterday, the responses were very typical by the liberal media versus Trump and what his response was, which is that Islam is not compatible. It's, you know, radical Islam. It's anti-woman, anti-gay and anti-American versus the left and their responses. Today, we've got Obama's speech response. We're going to talk about that as well as Paul Ryan. He had a little response for Trump today. So don't go anywhere. More of the David Rudd show on the other side of the break. AM1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM1170theanswer. Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites, go to LloydPest.com. That's LloydPest.com. Com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. Hey, Craig Sewing here. There's no shortage of commercials out there, whether it's TV, radio, even social media. And heck, I even saw an infomercial for solar. You see it everywhere these days. Well, it's because solar is important. It can reduce your electric bill. It's good for the planet. And it's just a great thing to do with your home. It can add value to it. However, there is so much misinformation. Just because somebody is out there advertising does not make them a reliable source. I want to introduce you to my good friends with Baker Electric Solar. The owner, Mike Teresa, I've got to know him really well. This is the only company that I would recommend for you to reduce your electric bill through solar energy. Such a smart move. It's time to do it. Here's how you reach out to them. BakerElectricSolar.com. BakerElectricSolar.com. They will talk to you for free. They'll give you an assessment, and they will help you reduce that electric bill. And again, this is the only group that I trust. BakerElectricSolar.com. AM 1170, Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the David Red Show. I'm Andrea Kay, filling in for David tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm sitting here with my buddy, Carl Jan Pokola from Pokola Law. And we are, thank you, David, for letting us fill in. Hey, David is a great realtor, by the way. Super nice guy. I don't know what he's going to hear about me filling in for him tomorrow. David, my apologies in advance. We've already gotten one call from somebody saying, how many cups of coffee has this woman had? But if you you, uh, have any kind of real estate need, give David a call, 858-3950. Five six three one five. Uh, look him up. Give him a Google. You'll see that he's just like a total sweetheart. Give him uh, a Google. Give I him like a it. Google. Give him a Google. Okay. Um. So responses. So yesterday, the uh, about the attack. It was typical liberal media. Then Trump came out and gave his response, which was, you know, we got to secure our perimeters. Okay. We got to we got to take a look at who's coming here because people do. Our people don't get radicalized walking down the street. Okay. People don't get radicalized because America says, hey, you people, you Islamists who want to take us over from within. You know, are are evil. Gitmo does not create terrorists. The Quran 
is what and indoctrination and mosques that spread this. The madrasa over in Pakistan, where that woman from San Bernardino studied, has branches here in America. I want to know why they're allowed to set up shop here in America. Call you on your business uh, business law attorney. Are there not laws to where do we not have to have a permit to set up a lemonade stand in America? Why should a madrasa? Why? How the can a madrasa? Amendment. The First Amendment. They 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 create madrasas, they create schools, and they base it off religion. So any school, anybody who wants to start a school gets to set up shop in America. Anybody no, no. who wants as to long, start if, a business, if, if they're not trying to, if they're not trying to be an accredited university like Trump University, uh, you know, if they're not trying to be an accredited institution, they just want to be a religious school. We have Hebrew school, Korean school. My parents tried very 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 hard to see if I'd go to Hindu school. That did not work. <laughs> I like my Saturdays and sleeping. Um, but anybody who, want, anybody who wants to start right, a business. But here's the issue. We don't have to let people come into this country who run these businesses. Um, yeah. See, it all comes back to having the right to decide who comes here. We do have that right. Our founders did. You know, we, you made a joke earlier. I don't think they thought anybody would no, want to come here. No, I don't think they did. But I don't whether, think they knew to this degree. And I think until... You but know, until a nation without borders is not a nation. Every other nation has borders and has right. strict and, and, immigration and, laws. Right. And we need to we need to clamp down. I mean, for example, this, this guy came, uh, his parents came from Afghanistan, you know, 30 years ago, we can't prevent, we can't prevent something 30 years down the line. However, we can prevent people here in this country indoctrinating people. And if they are violating the terms of their visas, we can send them back. If we have people on both sides of the aisle saying that we need to be smarter and we need immigration reform, we should be smarter whether with there's billion let me there's billions of people in this world. Everybody doesn't get to come here. That means we choose who gets to come here. And it only makes sense for us to choose people to come here that have an ability to assimilate. First of all, have something to contribute. Bringing assimilate a willingness and That's you can important. and you can determine that. You absolutely can. And they have to also have a already an education and have a job that, that they can bring not bringing these Syrian refugees here wait wait who, hold up I'll say at least on the Syrian refugees quite a few of them are not Muslims and we're not bringing we're not bringing the Yazidis here we're not bringing the Christians here they are only bringing the Muslims here and and when we have when we know that at, to be conservative and to be nice the 10 percent of Muslims want to do exactly what that what uh, that guy did in Orlando. We don't we don't fast track and do what Obama's doing that'd right like, now. That'd be almost uh, that that'd be 200 million Muslim people. That's exactly right. That's exactly the number. And when we're when Obama with the blessing of Paul Ryan is pl- is fast tracking bringing 10,000 Syrian refugees here who are Muslim, who have no capacity to assimilate. How do you know with- that? We don't know that because I mean, look at this kid. This kid came here from Afghanistan. No, he was. Oh no, he was born here, but his parents came here from Afghanistan thirty years ago. Where's the assimilation? And he, and he didn't assimilate. Exactly. But he there didn't. are plenty of Afghani people here who I know personally. Why would we who assimilated? But my point is, when we have billions of people around the world, there too many want to come here. You don't take a chance, you because there's no way to know whether do or we not which one's that based off religion. Yes. If we don't use a religious test, we have every right to use a religious test. People who want to come here are not American citizens. So we have a right to make a determination based upon that. Why not? When, as American citizens, Paul Ryan, for example, came out and said, oh, that's not who we are. We can't implement a religious test. Why not? He's specifically chosen to put his kids in a Catholic school. He's made a religious decision in his life. Uh, if not religion, why not? Uh, there was a great article on Breitbart today that posed that question. Why we should be. Why aren't we? If we've got two people wanting to come here, uh, uh, a Muslim from Afghanistan... Who's, who's been in a mosque or a French pastry chef, who who should we bring here? Well, that French pastry chef sounds pretty yeah, delicious. Yeah, sound yummy. That's not fair. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't have Afghani dessert where I could be like, mmm, mmm, that's delicious. But do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I know. I had to give you it. But it's but we've got to have some common sense. Because it's never been what America has been about. I'm not saying that, that we, we can't use common sense, but having a strict religious test see, doesn't seem American to me. Well, you know what's not American? Sharia. I don't I don't think Sharia is American. I don't think I think everyone needs to follow the laws of America as they are, which and they come down from English common law except for your home state, which is a weird. 
Yeah. And, and it has, <laughs> has French law. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, I mean, this is this is America. My, I came here. I mean, I already spoke English. My parents spoke English. My my siblings and my whole, all my relatives speak English. And I mean, we're we're Americans. We're proud mm-hmm. to be American. Uh, and we're proud to be members of this society. Uh, but I, I think that people also don't realize that there are also varying degrees of Muslims. Of, uh, of course there are. Absolutely. I, I, of course there are. And, and there are some very moderate, you know, think about the countries too, where we're, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, if there were Muslims who were born and raised in the UK versus Muslims born and I raised. I would, you know why? I'm saying I, there, there are differences. You know, oh, why? you know what I mean? Yeah, you know why I wouldn't want any coming here that were born and raised in London? Because over 50% of well, British right. Muslims, over 50% of British Muslims. I was Muslim, born in London. I, I, let me get this, this stat out. Over 50% of British Muslims say they want homosexuality to become illegal. We're not talking about 50-something percent, say, great art. This article was, I got that quote from National Review, great article that Bruce Bauer, who is a gay activist, uh, I talked about his book so many times while Europe slept. We have got to stop thinking we need a religious test because otherwise we're going to be like Europe. And you know what's happened to London with that London mayor? There's no Christian that's going around trying to stop Victoria's Secret ads and billboards. 50-something percent of British Muslims want gay people to be put in jail for being gay. You look at what's happened in Norway, Scandinavia. Gay people are leaving in droves over there. And that article in National Review is brilliant because it talks about why are Western gay people so in denial about what's going on with radical Islam? I think it's because, and the article pointed out a really great concept, which is that gay people here in America and in the West are a minority. And there's this feeling that all minorities are all... Um, equally oppressed and all have an equal mindset and all somehow on an equal footing like a band of brothers. And so I think that they are shocked to find out and particularly the media doesn't educate anybody about what Islam says about homosexuality. United Arab Emirates. Oh, that's supposed to be like, that's like one of the hot places to go visit. Sex in the City movie was about it. And, you know, all these TV shows about it. They have under Islamic law, homosexuality is punishable by death. Yeah, that's that's and and right now there's nobody who wouldn't say that we shouldn't bring Muslims here from there. So, you know, we got to get smarter. Paul Ryan, shame on you for trying to use the same political correct stick to beat us down and not allow us to speak out. Yet Our values, our American values, he says it's not our values to stop immigration from here. They don't want they're not coming here for our values. They're coming here. The Muslim Brotherhood has stated their goal is to replace the Constitution with the Koran. Sharia is not compatible. I think that both parties um, are lazy in this area. Uh, Some are actually, you know, um, see are Marxist on the left and and they see Sharia as a natural partner. Um, A lot of it just has to do with laziness. That doesn't make any sense. Of course it it does. No, socialism doesn't have any place with, 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 with Islam. Let me tell you that where where I see the the uh, the similarities, they both are political systems. Both are totalitarian. Both involve a centralized government with complete control over your lives. Marxists here in the states don't have to have Marxism play out perfectly for them in the way that Karl Marx did. They're willing to take a different version of it if they get the ultimate end game. I want to take a break and we come back. I want to pick your brain because when Paul Ryan, after Paul Ryan came out with his thing about Trump and immigration he said he was going to give a speech later today with his bold agenda for regulations on business of which i've heard little so stay with us more of the david rudd show on the other side of the break i'm andrea k filling in for david am 1170 the answer hey craig sewing here consumer activist you hear me every day at 6 p.m on kcbq my goal to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Aran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up, maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know, the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections. Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. 
reach out to Aran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Aran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, AmericanDreamElite.com. Hi, this is AJ Gupta from the Gupta Legal Center. You've probably seen us on the American Dream TV show and the Craig Sewing radio show. We're honored to be featured as the exclusive real estate attorney and honored to be trusted by Craig and all of his top producing realtors. Our office was also featured as a super lawyer representing California's top 5% of attorneys. You may not know whether you need an attorney or not. My suggestion is you kind of have an idea whether there's a problem or a question. So I suggest if you don't know whether you need an attorney or not, give us a call. We'd be happy to pick up the phone give you a call back, figure out what it is that you need to have addressed. If we can't or don't know the issue, then we can definitely point you in the right direction. Our phone number is 619-866-3444. That's 619-866-3444. And that's guptalc.com. G-U-P-T-A-L-C.com. AM 1170. Welcome back to the David Rudd Show. I'm Andrea Kay filling in for David. I'm so appreciative he let me sit in for this hour. He may never let me back, though, because it's been getting hot here. Lots of dynamite. Joining me. You're drinking so much coffee that you're actually starting to vibrate (laughs) through your chair. Uh, Well, I just get so fired up over this. The nonsense, the nonsensical crap coming out of D.C. If only we could take care of this energy crisis by hooking up your anger (laughs) to some sort of machine to create some electricity. No more rolling blackouts in California. Andrea K is angry. Angry for real. Um, so I, I, one of the things that I've been re- really angry about has been in the last seven and a half years, even before that, is the stranglehold on business uh, regulations. There's two str- two types of regu- strangleholds on business, taxation and regulation. Thousands of pages of regulations have been laid out by President Obama, and they're just coming more, 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 more in droves. So the Republican Party, which is supposed to be the party of free enterprise and, and entrepreneurship and business, uh, has done very little to stop it. So this morning, Paul Ryan makes an announcement that he's going to lay out his bold agenda on cutting back regulations. Did not name one regulation oh, he was going to do. He it. He did. Oh, he did? Because I didn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. So, he, But really, it's the same old tired nonsense that he's been, you know, he's been, you know, going over and over again. He knows none of this stuff's going to get passed. He knows it's not even get through the House. And, you know, he wants to... I know that he wants to portray that the American people and like that there are less jobs, less businesses, less prosperity, lower wages, and you can improve the economy by making sure the regulators respect their, the people they're supposed to regulate. It's not about respect. I think that a lot of the, you know, the things that he wants to roll back are basically, you know, he says it's about red tape and it's about, he tries to make it seem like it's about small business owners, but really all he wants to do is roll back, um, a lot of the environmental regulations that prevent, you know, pollution. And I'm like, okay, which a lot of them have been, have been on the books for a while, long before Obama. Mm-hmm. And you, that, that's not going to improve the economy. Why not? Because them, most of these regulations just give penalties. They, they, they pass along penalties to these companies for if they get caught, you know, dumping legal waste, et cetera. So when they get caught, that's, when they get punished and that's if they get caught and they get prosecuted and they don't come to some settlement with the government where they pay way less than they're supposed to. Okay. That doesn't prevent them from doing it. Okay. That, in fact, a lot of the big businesses look at that as just a cost of doing business. Like we're going to kind of toe the line as much as we can. And if we break the rules, well, we have a rainy day fund for if we get caught so, doing something we're not supposed to. But, but isn't just putting that money back in their pockets, isn't that going to be helpful and maybe help them hire some more people? Well, I, I don't think so. I think that, uh, I think that, there have to be regulations on the books, especially in the environment, because for you and for me and for our descendants, you know, we can't allow companies to just pollute, you know, willy nilly. I mean, they have to be realistic and logical regulations. Well, that's the problem. Anytime you get government involved in well, regulations right, with like, somebody's ideas of, of like what, what reality, said, you know, what's the what, what's the scariest thing that anyone can say? 
I'm the government and I'm and coming I'm here, to help. I'm here to help. Yeah, I mean, you look at cafe standards on cars, which have ended up causing more deaths because in the interest of the environment, cars went from being big Lincoln Continental, you know, steel, you know, vehicles down to these little plastic pieces of nothing that you get in a little fender bender now. And, you know, you got your families around your gravesite the next day. So more people have died. That didn't help anybody. You've got they, they outlawed DDT, which was the old mosquito spray. Now because we've got destroying because it was killing all the, the birds. They well, and their so, eggs OK, so now we've got people, human beings dying. Uh, we're killing off human beings from malaria around the world. So, you know, I don't know that. Well, these, right. But at the end of the day, what is what would help small business? If that's not going to help small business, well, what would? If it, something's going to help small business, it's got to be something that makes their co- that cuts their costs or increases their profit margin. And the fact okay. of the matter is, these these plans by Paul Ryan that are going to, uh, you know, he wants to repeal power plant emissions and roll back, you know, updates the Clean Water Act, ease approval for liquefied natural gas and nuclear power plants. None of what does this do for small business owners? And the answer is nothing. It helps big businesses, which might help our whole overall economy. But for small business owners, what happens is, is if a big business can do something and make even more of a profit, they're only going to crush the small business owner even more. And you need to create job, you need to create incentives. You need to give tax deductions, tax breaks to small business owners, because all the small business owners, and I'm a small business owner, I started a business from scratch with mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I built up my business and a lot of my clients built up their business from nothing. And then they start employing people and they keep giving back to the economy and you have to give them motive. Like you have to give them motivation. Crushing us on taxes is not helping us. What about Obamacare? Obamacare is not really hurting the small, the small, small business owners. Like a lot of my clients that are the small business owners. Once you get over, you know, 10 employees that hurts. Obamacare hurts then too. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it's like, we're, you know, we're trying to make a better society but you have to do it in a balanced way so that people are still motivated to start new businesses because new businesses and startups are truly what make them make the economy work, especially local economies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to make it, you have to make it able for small business owners to compete with big business owners. You know, they offer that, they offer the personal service, they offer that personal touch and that's how they maintain loyalty. They have better they bet have better service, et cetera. This will, and they come up with new product ideas, et cetera, because they're motivated to. Well, that's, that's what entre- entrepreneurship is about. Yeah. It's about one individual or p- a few people together who've got an idea for a product or service that they want to bring to market. And, you know, I know of some businesses here here in San Diego that I know of a guy uh, who started Oceanside, you know, glass in his garage, a couple of surfers. And now he's got manufacturing plants from here to, to south of the border. He had to go down there okay. because of cost of regulations. So I don't think um, it's about regulations. It's about the cost of labor. The cost of labor is so high in America. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. Workers' comp and, and all and that. Work, well, workers' comp, et cetera. But they have, it's so expensive, and they need to reach this point. They need to reach a fine line where you motivate these small business owners to create jobs in America and, if possible, create manufacturing jobs in America because those are the jobs that we really need to keep. We need to stop losing them. Right. And if we make everything in America— you know, we're just, it's, right. it just makes America better. All right. Well, uh, please stay tuned. Thank you, David Rudd, for letting me fill in to you for you, for you tonight. Hopefully you'll invite me back after, after uh, <laughs> some of my rants. Hey, the Andrea K show is going to be up next. I'm going to ask call you on to stick around because some big legal cases uh, came up today and I haven't had an opportunity to research that. We're going to talk about taxation though, because my guy Al Arias is going to be on the Andrea K show to talk about how we can keep manufacturing and bigger corporations here. Uh, we got other hot topics to discuss coming up on the Andrea K show don't go anywhere everybody thank you so much for David Rudd for letting me fill in tonight this program on AM 1170 the answer is sponsored by allied media group